Hi and welcome. I'm going to be talking about several things actually, not, not kind of made my mind of what I'm going to um, be talking about, but I feel as though I need to just mention a few things before I really get into the nitty gritty um, of this podcast stroke video, because I do tend to put them on um, my YouTube channel as well. Now, we know the devil owns the media in, in more ways than one. And uh, if you look at Ephesians 2.2, 2, um, I've used Strong's Concordance, of course, to make it a little bit more clearer. So I'm going to read it um, as, as I see it. So wherein in time past ye walked according to the perpetuity of time of this world, according to a ruler, commander, chief, leader, the prince of the air, particularly the lower and denser air, as distinguished from the higher and rarer air, the atmospheric region, that now worketh in children of disobedience. Now that's pretty obvious this is about the devil, isn't it? Now it's really important to remember the way these scriptures are written and when you study it, it says something completely different to what you um, initially thought. Now people think about air but the air is the atmospheric region and in Strong's Concordance it's very clear that this is the lower and denser air and when you look at um, the scriptures in Ephesians 2 2 when it says um, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience that's not going to be God's children is it so it's pretty obvious um, the way this has been written that this is about the devil owning the air the lower denser air okay now if you think about it it says also according to the perpetuity of time there's a course of time as i said before we are in a dome and they're not going to go into detail about that but it's pretty obvious that we are in a dome now the reason why i want to really get into um this video is one of two reasons now people keep saying um what must happen before the rapture and if you go onto the um, internet and you actually type that in it says nothing and then um, there's a scripture that goes with that and it says this revelation 1 3 blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand so although it's saying nothing must proceed um, a rapture, that, that isn't really true, is it? Because you've got to think about what is happening right now in this world. Um, I do not believe the rapture is imminent at all. And the reason why I, I think that is because I do not believe that um, our father is going to have that kind of an entrance into the world. It would just seem sloppy and not really in keeping with the way um, the scriptures have been written. That's my sort of discernment and also with what I have read in the scriptures. Now I'm going to go to Matthew um, 24, 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven the heavens shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. 
Now, it's very clear what's going to happen there. That's at Matthew 24, 29. It says immediately after the tribulation, the Bible is talking to the believers. It's not talking to the non-believers. That would not make any sense. It's talking to the believers. And if it's saying immediately after the tribulation of those days, then we are going to be here, folks. Now, the reason why I strongly believe that is because if you go to Revelation um, 3, I'm look, looking up the Strong's Concordance. I'm doing this live as I'm <laughs> as I'm um, uh, talking to you. Um, I think it's really important to keep going back to the scriptures because sometimes you can try and remember it and you miss out little bits. So this is why I always go back to the scriptures. Okay, so Revelation 6, 1. And this is really important because, again, um, it talks about after the tribulation. We know that Revelation 1 to 3 is talking to um, the church. So when we go to Revelation 6, it says this. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts, saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and, cr and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And then, sorry, and when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also, and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. And I beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. 
and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens, and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Now, there's a lot going on there, so let's go to the next bit, because then it says, which I think is really important, and after these things, which is all the things mentioned before, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Now, I'm going to stop there. Oh, excuse me, I'm a bit tired today. I'm going to stop there because it seems to me that seal, all the seals were opened. But then when you go to chapter number eight, I believe it is, it then says, and when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which, which stood before God and to them were given seven trumpets so this is where it gets very interesting because to me that sounds like all the seals are going to be opened then God's people will be sealed and then the seventh trumpet or sorry the seventh seal is going to be opened and that is their silence in heaven and then all hell will let loose because that is going to be the wrath and if you go back to the previous chapters um, six. It talks about all the seals. And as you go to the bottom, it says, the last two um, lines says there, 616, and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. You see, at that point, the wrath hadn't come on earth. And then it says, for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? It's not until the end of chapter um, six that you realize that is when all the seals are on the earth. The, um, the Christians are still here. But when you get to um, chapter seven, it's slightly different because then it says, and I saw another angel ascending from this east having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. But before they could do that, they were told saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And after that, 
you're going to get all the trumpets. So this is why, um, you know, you have to read the word. Sorry, um, the seventh seal is after then. Uh, forgive me, got that wrong. So very quickly, let me just recap that just, just, just to make sure no one's got confused with that. You've got Revelation 6, where it talks about all the, all the six seals being opened. Then you go to Revelation 7, and it says, Hurt not neither the sea nor the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God. And that's going to be the 144,000. Once all of the 144,000 are sealed, then the seventh seal will be opened. And there's going to be silence for half an hour. Why is that? It's going to be hell on earth. And that's when the trumpets um, will be opened. So what I'm trying to say, folks, is we are going to be here for the great tribulation. And I believe we are in that situation right here and now. Now, Matthew 24, um, I think it's, have a look. Matthew 24, I think it's 29. Yeah. Matthew 24, 29 says, immediately... Oh, sorry. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. All of this links up, folks. We're going to be here for the great tribulation. Now, people often quote um, Revelation 3.10. So let's just have a look at Revelation 3. And let's see why people quote this to say that we're going to be raptured out of here. Because I don't know about you, but I certainly don't see that here. So, Revelation, scroll right down to the bottom. Revelation 3. So, my, my memory serves me right. It's Revelation 3.10. I'm really tired today. Okay, because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Now, the Holy Spirit is nudging me here, and I think it's because there's going to be silence before the seventh seal. Now, during that silence, there will be an opportunity during that half an hour to repent. And then it's going because this is the hour of trial. So the first half an hour is going to give us another chance, I believe, to repent. And after that, that's when it's all going to go absolutely horrible on the earth. Now, I've mentioned first. Oh, sorry. Oh, terrible today. Um, first Thessalonians. Um, Four seventeen. I need to go to. But I'm just struggling to find it at the minute. I sort of plan these things and then I realise, oh, he's not planned at all. Okay, so let's go to First Thessalonians. Because this is really interesting indeed. Because it talks about us being here. And this is where a lot of people get these scriptures confused. So... I'm just scrolling down to find 1 Thessalonians 4.17. A little bit slow today, I apologise. It's because I'm really tired as well, which doesn't really help when I'm doing um, a podcast. So 1 Thessalonians. Oh, so sorry. 4.17. Okay, wake up. 
It says, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now that's going to be obviously after the um, seals, trumpets and bowls. And that's why we must comfort each other because we know that our redemption is drawing near here. And we know that if it says here, then we which are alive and remain. So some of us will be alive and remaining after the tribulation of those days. It says we shall be caught up together with them. And them are the dead in Christ and the Lord in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So the dead in Christ and us, <coughs> excuse me, are going to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we forever be with the Lord. No wonder it says to comfort one another because people are getting it wrong. And I hate to say it, but that's what I see. I, I see that, um, I'd love to say, no, you know, we're gonna be raptured out of here. I would love to think that, but that's not what I see. I see very clearly that we are going to be here. So I, I do hope that has given you some hope um, <laughs> um, into realizing what is gonna actually happen on the world. We're going to be here, folks. We're going to be in this tribulation and we have to comfort each other. We have to make sure that we stay strong in the Lord and we're going to have all sorts of persecutions and everything's going to be happening to us and it's all happening now. Um, so do not be deceived by the enemy, but know that certain things will happen and must happen. So it talks about the beginning of sorrows, folks, and when you look at it like this, it says um, in Matthew 24, 3, and when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? I'm not going to go into detail about all of that yet because that's another video. But um, when you ask about the end of the world, it says, when basically it's saying, when will be the end of the unbroken age? We have had an unbroken age for many years. Now we are in the, if you like, Pentecostal age, for want of a better word, but we are in this period of grace this is the age that we are in right now so it's asking when will be the end of the world the final end if you go to strong concordance it says end is completion consummation end so when will be the end of the world and then it says that's a perpetuity of time an unbroken age and that is what i believe we are in now and we're approaching that now um I did try and say I'll make it quick and uh, this one because I tend to do these long ones and I don't know whether people actually do listen to all of it because the listening listening to me droning on can be a little bit boring for some people. So um, I hope you, you have got the gist of what I've been saying, especially when it says do not be deceived. That's the most important thing to remember. Do not be deceived. We are in deceptive times, folks, and the devil has already fooled a lot of people. And the truth is coming out, I'm pleased to say. Stay blessed in the Lord. Read your scriptures. Study it using Strong's Concordance, God's Rules, and the Blue Letter Bible. All important scriptures. Amen. <laughs>